0: It's my pleasure to welcome you here to The Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you to make better financial decisions in your life. AI is so in the news, and story after story warns darkly about the disasters that will befall us from artificial intelligence. I want to tell you that AI will have uses as any new technology does. That's a game changer. It'll have uses that are good and bad. And a lot of them are going to be good. And I wanna tell you something else. Best service in the world sometimes, yourself. I wanna talk about something that we got a, a listener said, Why don't you ever talk about this years ago? And we talked about it. And then we realized the other day we hadn't talked about this topic in so many years. Instead of throwing away electronics, repairing them yourself. Yeah. I'm going to tell you how that's possible and can save you big bucks and eliminate you throwing away something that is almost perfect, just needs a little bit of tender, loving care. Okay. So, have you gone to those squawk boxes at a drive-thru? and had a computer voice talk to you. It's something that is becoming more and more common. And three different things can happen from that computer voice. It will usually do an upsell on you right from the get-go. Either a person then will respond to you who's at that location where you're in the drive through, or someone will respond to you who is in a faraway call center, or whatever you'd call it, where the orders are being taken off-site. Or third, you're having the entire process handled by robotics. Some people are really turned off by that. One chain has been very public about going to robotic order-taking, known as Hardee's in the eastern part of the country and Carl's Jr. in the western part of the country. It's the same company. And they've been using this AI system to take orders from you. The big advantage has been the orders are more accurate. I want you to think about this. I don't go through drive throughs normally. I mean, it, it's almost impossible to get me to go through a drive-thru. I walk inside. And I'll watch somebody walking around with one of those headsets. And they're putting together one order while they're taking somebody else's order, then they're going over to the register while they're handing food to somebody, and they're trying to remember everything somebody said. And no wonder, because they're having to multitask so much, no wonder so many orders are wrong. Now, as I've shared with you in the past, what I do is with places I frequent, I have their app. And I order on the app, and I can be very specific on it. And although there will be mistakes on orders, usually they're right. Now, we just heard uh, when we were talking about AI for fast food, James of our crew was sharing the story about how he wanted everything on his burger except ketchup. And what he got was nothing on his burger except ketchup, which he can't stand. And he had ordered on the app. And it was wrong. And so it can go wrong no matter what. But the idea of the apps having an artificial intelligence voice take your order is an efficiency thing, a labor thing, labor cost savings, and ultimately should lead to more accuracy in what you order. You know, there's a pizza operation from Europe that is spreading around the United States. Don't know if you've seen these. They look like giant ATMs. And you go to the machine. You order your pizza on the machine available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, It's obviously very impersonal. It's not like going to your favorite pizza joint and seeing, you know, Tony behind the counter who owns it or whatever. But you go to this thing. You punch in what kind of pizza you want, and it puts the ingredients on, and then flash cooks it, you know, it's thin crust, and you walk away with your pizza in three minutes. I mean, we are going to see so many things like this in our lives. And you do trade the humanity out of it, you trade the personal, you trade that connection, one human to another. But what you do get in return is you get the availability, lower cost, obviously, and hopefully the key over time is it's got to be good. And, you know, if you've listened to me for a long time, you've heard me talk about automation in food delivery with these machines in airports where airports are facing massive shortages of workers for restaurants in the airports. Plus, the speed of service is key with people changing planes. They got to get to the flight and go. And more and more, you're going to see machines. I haven't seen this pizza thing in any airport. Why not? I don't know. But you're going to see more and more automation where you can get food custom out of a robotic machine in an airport. And you'll see it in places where there are train stations. This is clearly going to be part of the future, for good or bad. But I don't see it as some kind of hideous disaster in that overall umbrella of what we refer to as AI. I think that it is a form of progress in society and its personal choice. You like having the convenience fine. you don't like it, don't use it. Krista? How many Clark Stinks do you think that's going to generate? <laughs> that could Again, Clark.com slash Clark Stinks. All right. Julian South
1: Carolina says, I wrote in a few months ago asking about attending grad school at the age of 57. I'm happy to report that I've been accepted to the professional MBA program at the University of South Carolina starting this fall. I will be working full-time while attending grad school. My question is, does it make sense for me to create a 529 for myself? If I contribute this year, can I apply it to next year's tuition? And is there a max amount I can contribute?
0: So, uh, the amounts you can contribute to a 529 plan will way exceed even the executive MBA type programs are much more expensive than full-time enrolled student MBA, but the limits way exceed what even the executive MBA programs cost and congratulations to you as a fellow business school grad myself, master's. So it is a smart strategy in states that offer a state tax deduction for contributions to 529 plans. If you go to our guide at clark.com, you'll be able to see. If you also are a resident of the state of South Carolina, the South Carolina 529 plan, the direct sold one, is one that I really like. It's on what I call my dean's list. And you can go to our uh, clark.com slash 529, and you can see the plan, the rules for doing so. And then you'll see if there is, in fact, a state income tax deduction in South Carolina. If there is, then it would be to your advantage for your second year of the program to contribute now, have whatever growth you can have over the next year, And get the upfront state tax deduction from the state of South Carolina on your state income tax.
1: Jeff in New York says the auto insurance portion of the Clark.com website explains mutual insurance companies, the upfront fee for becoming a member, and the dividends paid over the years. It would seem that the dividends are simply a return of one's own money. I've had a policy with State Farm Mutual for many years and in the early days received small dividends, but in the last 20 years or so, there has been only one. Is State Farm no longer a mutual company, or is it that they plan so well they never generate a surplus?
0: Okay, State Farm is a very complicated thing. It's funny. I would have asked you who the insurer was. How did you know instinctively to name State Farm?
1: Well, I just thought it was a pretty generic. It wasn't like they're, you know, slamming them. (laughs) Uh,
0: No, State Farm is is a complicated story because State Farm is like a conglomerate of a bunch of mutual entities. And a mutual insurer is owned by its policyholders. And in theory, you should have a dividend check in years that they are very profitable in the business they have. They return the profits to the policyholder. Years they don't, you end up with higher premiums, which by the way is happening to State Farm policyholders now on auto. State Farm life insurance holders have found really nice Mutual rebates, if you will, going into your life insurance policy. The auto insurers are not seeing that because State Farm's had trouble properly calculating risk underwriting auto insurance. And the bad news for State Farm Insurance is you're likely to see higher premiums. Now, Krista, you're with uh, what's often considered to be the best auto insurer in the United States. You're with Amica Mutual. Mm-hmm. All the auto insurers are having trouble covering their costs with the premium dollars that they're collecting. Have you not gotten a mutual check in recent years?
1: I use them for all of our insurance, so I have gotten some checks, but I'm not sure that it was auto. It may have been on one of our other policies with them, but they've been pretty small lately. (laughs)
0: We also have used them a lot. Yeah, well, yes. Okay, (laughs) so with some of the mutuals, Your claims experience may affect the rebate you receive. But the auto insurance industry and homeowners, crisis is the most overused word in modern United States life, modern American life. But both the auto and homeowners insurance markets are in a crisis. The auto insurance market is suffering from extremely long repair times after a car has been damaged in an accident because of a shortage of uh, body shop mechanics. Also during the pandemic, there were extremely long waits for parts to fix vehicles. So the auto insurers were paying extremely high auto rental costs, much higher than normal for people who had auto rental coverage on their policy. Plus the cost of when a car was totaled, the cost the insurers were having to pay was so inflated the last few years, that thankfully, is slowly fading as the cost of both new and used cars going down. The availability of cars going up, classic supply and demand. Dealers are fighting the trends, but you can only fight for so long. So there's a long way around the bar in saying the reason rebate checks have not been coming like they used to is because of the change in the economics of both homeowners and auto in your case, you said you hadn't received a rebate check in how long?
1: He said like one in the last 20 years.
0: Um, that is news to me as a non, I'm not insured by State Farm. I'm surprised that it is so long. So I would call your State Farm agent and ask your agent, what's the story with the mutual dividend checks coming back to the policyholders?
1: Fairon in Missouri says I added my seventeen year old daughter as an authorized user to my credit card to help her build credit. I don't intend to let her carry the card. Do I need to activate it or can I just leave it in the envelope in my safe?
0: First of all, do you say Missouri or Missouri?
1: I tried to say Missouri. Isn't that Missouri. what you're supposed to say?
0: Only no only part of the state they say that.
1: Oh Missouri is how So I we don't, don't know
0: uh, I just which got, got part in trouble with Nevada. So yeah. just, you know. Well Nevada is Nevada. Okay. So anyway, the answer is you're doing it just right. Having that card in the safe and leaving it in the safe is the right thing to do. Your 17-year-old will benefit from this by establishing a credit identity. And if your daughter is going to college, as a full-time college student, she will be eligible for college student credit cards. My favorite starter college student credit card is from a company nobody thinks about anymore. Nobody ever talks about The Discover student card is my favorite starter card. One of the reasons Discover people will cringe at this with the company, but it's not as widely accepted, and it helps a student establish credit, but it's harder to go willy-nilly into debt with the Discover student card. And they offer a very good student card. So all the way around, the Discover card would be my favorite for her if she does, in fact, go to college after high school. Coming up ahead, electronics. The way we treat electronics today is this laptop I got right here, if it goes bad, what do people do with laptops? They're done. Is that a good idea? How about any electronics? I want to talk about a counter-movement, a counter-revolution movement a counter revolution if you will, in the United States against disposable electronics. that can save you money.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance too. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Long, long ago and far, far away, there were TV repair shops dotting every hamlet, town, city in this country. It was a big business repairing people's televisions. And then they vanished. When I was growing up, there was a repair shop that was local to my city. And it was owned by a guy named Norman. And he had branches around town. And something broke. He went to Norman to get it fixed. And he kind of we didn't use the word electronics then, but any household kind of item that today we would think of as electronics. And then as the decades rolled on, people stopped repairing their items. They just replaced them. And that led to this, as I referred to it just a few minutes ago, a counter-revolution of people who like, wait a minute. Why would I spend all that money buying a new one? What if I could fix the one I've got for little or nothing? And that's led to an under-the-radar movement around not just the United States, but in much of the world, called repair cafes. And that's just the generic term. There's even a website, repaircafe.org, you can see where these things are and the way they generally work and they vary in how organized they are, um, how capable they are, what hours they're open. But the idea is you go to one of these repair cafes and you may have a fee for being able to use it, but you'll have uh, specialized tools that are available for lending, like a lending library for books, but this case it's for tools. To fix an item, there may be people who do this as a hobby, who help other people say, you know, if you're going to do that, you're going to need to solder this to that, whatever. And the YouTube thing. I mean, man, it's amazing. If you have basic capabilities, YouTube videos can be an enormous help. I mean, I watch YouTube videos, how to fix something. (sighs) Oh, man. Okay, I, I I shouldn't do this. I'm going to make fun of myself. Well, actually it's fine to make fun of myself. My wife has a 15-year-old convertible. She loves convertibles. And it has a known defect in it where the car will hit a speed bump or something like that and there are these roll bar kind of things that come out of the back seat headrest and they pop up and the idea is if the car's in a rollover, people in the back aren't crushed. It's like a roll bar, what well, is a roll bar, to protect you. The problem is, the defect is you'll like hit a speed bump too fast or something like that or a pothole in the road, and you hear this extremely loud noise because they just pop up into place, and then you no longer have a convertible because the top will not go down till these things are fixed. So... You go on YouTube, there's video after video after video to do it. In fact, it's such a common thing that in the trunk of the car, the tool is there to be able to pop the things back into place. So I watch these YouTube videos and I get in the back seat and I put the tool in like all the videos show and you're supposed to press this button and then push down on the roll bar thing and it goes back into place so you have a convertible again couldn't do it. I watch video after video, couldn't do it. I mean, there are some people who I'm, I'm pitiful. I mean, I have no survival skills in life at all. For You know, I can't fix anything. I just, I'm so versatile in some ways, and in others, I'm useless. But Krista, if we had had running video of me trying to do this and get that roll bar back down in Lane's car and posted that, I think it would get the most views of any we'd put up because people would just be laughing at how incompetent I am.
1: Well, some things you leave to the professionals.
0: But the whole idea of this we're talking about is that's not what you're doing. You're trying to save money, give things a second life, And Lane's like, when am I ever going to be able to put the top down on my convertible again?
1: I mean, you know, I think you can do it on certain things. It depends on, you know, but if you're getting assistance from people who know what they're doing, that's a different thing. So this is kind of a hybrid. Okay. Yeah. I failed. YouTube doesn't cut it for some people. And for for me, for a lot of things. The videos
0: were so clear. And these were from everywhere in the world. And so, and... It's amazing how the accents can be pretty heavy, but how many people around the world speak such great English? Mm -hmm. I will. Not good enough for me to be able to fix (laughs) the problem.
1: All right. Vern in South Dakota says, a bank I had a lifetime free checking and savings accounts with has been bought out twice in the past decade. I have heard of banks charging fees if the average daily balance goes below a certain amount, But this new bank charges a $15 junk fee if it ever drops in the month. Is this a common or new practice?
0: Vern, I wouldn't say it's common, but it's not new. What some banks do to mistreat their customers is they know there are certain times a month you're going to hit low balance. Usually it's going to be sometime after you've paid rent or mortgage or car payment that the big payments you make each month, that's when your balance is going to hit its low. You're going to go below that threshold and they're trying to get 180 bucks a year out of you. So, you know, you've been through classic bank abuse where they say, Congratulations, you're now banking with blah, blah, blah bank. And we're going to be able to do so much more for you. And then they get bought out. And congratulations, we're now so and so. There's a bank, a block from where I live, that's on its fourth name since we moved three years ago. Wow. I mean, really? Mm-hmm. Crazy. What I would do is know that this attitude of trying to figure out how to steal 180 bucks from you is an indicator of what else these brainiacs running this bank may try to do to harm you as well. I would give them the boot. And I would go, uh, my first choice would be if there's a, credit union that offers the services you want near you. I'd go to a credit union or find a local bank known as a community bank to go to where they actually value people instead of looking at you as somebody to take advantage of.
1: Or maybe it's time to go online.
0: Go with an online only bank. Yeah. You know, that's usually a bridge too far for a lot of people, but if that's comfortable for you, yes, I love online only banks. Or if you're going to go that direction, If you have an account with Schwab or Fidelity, do your banking with one of them. You still have offices you can go into and look somebody right in the eyes. And you have no fees on their checking accounts, no gotchas on their checking accounts. And at Fidelity, fantastic interest rates they pay you on all the money in your checking account.
1: John in Texas says, hi, Clark. I just wanted to put in another PSA for documenting your monthly expenses. I was reviewing my family's expenses for last month and found two fraudulent charges, a $100 airline ticket and a Priceline vacation package for $920. The charges were over two weeks old, but I called my credit card company and they alerted me to three other charges that were denied, as well as canceling my card and changing the account number. Had I not been logging my expenses, that would have been over $1,000 of my money spent on someone else's entertainment.
0: So John, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to write this. Uh, First of all, you would have had 60 days to dispute the charges, but because you were eagle-eyed, you were able to get this taken care of much quicker. The problem with the 60 days is most people don't look at their checking account statements, their credit card statements at all. The envelope comes if they get it by physical mail, they don't open it. If they get emails only, if it's electronic statements only, they never look at the charges. And once 60 days has passed, even if a crook is making false charges as if they're you, you've given that money away. You work too hard for your money to do it. John, thank you for being on your game and getting the replacement card and not being out this money.
1: And I'm surprised the credit card company hadn't texted him or emailed about the fraudulent charges they rejected. Um, So I would make sure they have your cell number or an email that they can, you know, let you know too. I know my, my credit card companies
0: do that. So I'll tell you a funny thing. Um, We have the city double cash and when Lane uses her card, over and over again she gets declined. Mm. And I'll get a text that says, one to approve this, two to refuse it. And so I'll I'll call her and I say, Honey, are you trying to shop at blah 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 for blah blah blah? And she'll say, Yeah, it just got declined. And so then I do it and then it immediately goes through. But she hates it because she's always worried I'm being judgy mm. about where she's shopping at whatever boutique and buying.
1: Right. The car's whatever. probably just they're confused because like you're charging like four dollar and twenty cent lunches.
0: Or then, going to Dollar Tree and right. spending a dollar it needs to be called Dollar Twenty Five Tree. Mm-hmm. I mean it's dollar twenty five now, but anyway, you know, I'll charge a few dollars at Dollar Tree. And then what's the anomaly? The anomaly is laying at some boutique kind of thing.
1: Rascal in Ohio says, given the proliferation of target date funds and our ever-increasing lifespans, do you ever recommend laddering target date funds?
0: I do not. And here's why. The design of a, a well-thought-out, properly operated target retirement fund is the date you're retiring is the key number, not how long your lifespan may go on for. Because the design of a target retirement fund is on that target date, it goes into the process, it's not a process, it goes into an allocation based on you not having your paycheck coming in anymore. You may have Social Security, you may have a pension, whatever, but it goes into this design to make the money last beyond inflation for as long as you might live. So the, there will still be an allocation to stocks. Many times in a target retirement fund, when you hit that target date, it'll be roughly 30% still remaining in stocks for as long as you live from that point. And then the other 70% are designed to be lower risk. But the 30% in stocks is important because your longevity risk is inflation. And so you need... The booster shot that stocks offer over time to outlive the effect of inflation on your check. So it's not how long you're going to live. The target retirement fund is designed to manage your money from that date of retirement forward, whether you live three years or 30 years from that date you retire. So I would not do any kind of laddering of target funds. I know a lot of people do that, but the idea of the target date fund is all your money goes into that target date of your anticipated retirement. And I want to thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. Know that we serve you so many different ways. One of them is our free newsletters. You want to see what's available, see how often you want to get them. Remember, they're free. Clark.com slash newsletters. One thing I will say about our newsletters, if you subscribe and you're like, you know what? These are a waste of my time. If that's what you feel, we make it just as easy to unsubscribe as we do to subscribe. But likely, I expect and I hope you'll find what we offer to you in our newsletters really helpful to you and your wallet. Have a good day.